This is Michelle, your Chief Hope Builder. If you're here, it's because you have a loved one in addiction and you want to find hope. Well, you're in the right place. We will help you go from havoc to hope. Follow along with us for 30 days in the book, Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones. This is a series. Each episode will include an interview with one of the moms who helped write the book. You'll hear parts of their stories and how they found peace and calm in their lives. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The link to buy the book and to join our tribe are in the show notes. Let's get started. Thanks for joining. Hey, moms, it's Michelle, and I have Sandy with me today. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to be talking about day 16, assess your pain. Without pain, there would be no suffering. Without suffering, we would never learn from our mistakes. To make it right, pain and suffering is the key to all windows. Without it, there is no way of life. Angelina Jolie. So we are in the second half of the book. Woohoo! Like, yeah, we're making progress and we're on the second half. And this is, um, this is a painful day, right? I guess, because it's all about pain and assessing your pain. So what, um, what were you thinking when you read this day, uh, Sandy? And where, can you remember, like, when you first, we were first talking about assessing your pain, where were you at and where are you today? Oh my goodness. It's a world of difference, Michelle. It's a world of difference. First, I think I'd like to say that everybody watching this is so familiar with pain. And many of us are familiar with being stuck in pain. And that's where I was. Um, everything that my son did or said was kind of like a fresh cut, a fresh blow. Um, I was so tied to him when he was having a bad day. I was scared to death. That's all I thought about. That's all I could deal with. I was, re I was really stuck there. Um, and since going through this journey with of unhackable moms and through our moms group and the moms tribe, I've learned that pain is optional. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. We have pain, but what we do with the pain is optional. That's what I really mean. Yeah. Yes. Well said. Exactly. Yeah. Because sometimes pain comes when we least expect it to. And it's it's not like it's a choice, but what the way we cope with it is always a choice. Yeah. Well said. Um, and I think it, it, what's really important here is a couple things. And that is, you know, sometimes we're told, well, just ignore it and it'll go away. Um, and that isn't true because the more we lean into it and kind of mull it over and understand where it's coming from, the sooner we'll be able to learn how to cope with it or um, embrace it. And if we feel like we just need to curl up in a ball and cry, it's okay. Like it's just to give ourselves grace and permission to, to feel that pain and, and to understand where it's coming from. 
Um, and so I think part yeah, of what's important though is is wanting to understand where it's coming from. It's okay, it is okay to cry and to sob and to call out to the Lord and whatever we need to do to kind of release a little bit of that. But then we have a choice. We can continue to sit with it and let it pile up like garbage and we keep pushing it down and pushing it down. And at some point it all has to come out. You can't contain that much, um, that much. And so then the book, it talks to us about what do we do with that pain and how do we move forward, um, realizing that it's going to come back. But each time, if we've learned a little bit better how to deal with it, then that becomes kind of a natural routine instead of suppressing it like we've been doing. Yeah. And I, I do want to just, just put a disclaimer out there here too. Sometimes some of us, this happened to me once, get stuck. And, and even though we want to get out, we, it's like, we're, we're so deep, we can't. Um, and sometimes that looks like a panic attack. Sometimes it looks like, you know, you're in bed and that the whole world, the whole world is coming to an end. Um, and I can't stress the importance enough of finding a therapist too, that can help you move beyond that. And sometimes, and it's okay, but sometimes we need, um, a medicated assisted treatment for ourselves to get through those difficult times. So I don't, I don't want to, um, make it sound like a Pollyanna-ish thing where we can just snap our fingers and all of a sudden know, okay, I know where this pain's coming from and I'm going to do X, Y, or Z and it's going to work because that's not always the case, especially like I think of my daughter-in-law who struggles with a bipolar disorder, you know, um, it, it's, it's not that easy. So just, um, but this whole day is about assessing your pain. And if you're one of those people that can't move away from it, then you've got to look inside and say, what can I do? Right. And, and maybe that is a therapist or a doctor who deals with depression um, or, you know, whatever it is that you're struggling with the anxiety. Um, were you going to say, say something else, Sandy, about that? No, no, no. So in, um, there's three steps to overcoming pain that I share in the, at the end of this day. Um, take a look at those, determine the source of your pain, discover a way to lean into it and set a goal for how you will cope with this and share it with a accountability partner or a friend. And, you know, in our tribe, sometimes I'll ask the question, you know, does anybody want a prayer partner or a partner to check in with you, to hold you accountable for, I'm here's where I am today, but here's where I'd like to be. And, you know, sometimes it just takes encouragement from somebody else to help see us through that. Um, the other thing that both writing and talking to an accountability partner do is get it out of your head. Yeah, That's, you know, for people that process uh, extroverts that process by talking and not everybody is that way. Maybe for introverts, it's different. I, I'm not sure about that. I'm so far to the extrovert part, but for me, just talking about it makes it real. It gets it out of my head. It doesn't solve the problem necessarily, but it helps me see it in a different way. 
Um, and journaling does the same thing. Yeah. And Brooke talks about journaling in the back and at the end of this day too, how that works for her. And sometimes when we journal, we, you know, especially if we're doing it longhand, you know, it goes from our brain to come through our arm and into our words. And we express things that we, we had maybe hidden or we weren't um, admitting. And it's almost like we give ourselves permission to feel. And when we can see that, um, it, it, it actually, and read it, especially later, or, but even in the moment, we're like, oh, okay, so here's something I can do. But um, when we journal and then can look back on it, we see our progress. We see how far we've come sometimes. Or we see, wow, I'm just really not healing. I, I'm having the same thoughts. Like, duh, I need to do something different, right? This has happened to me. Like you, you just get stuck in the mud and you can't find your way out until you look back and read and, and see that you're doing the same thing. So obviously you're going to have the same results. Yeah. One of the things that's helped me with that, Brooke in our group does a right to heal session. And we were in one yesterday and I had a real situation that I was processing in my head, but I was only looking at it from the same perspective because I was almost ruminating on it. I was yeah. praying about it, but I was ruminating. And when she gave me the prompt and I Started writing, I discovered a lot of things that I didn't realize just by writing that down. So there are a lot of sources um, in Pinterest, on the internet, just writing prompts for fear, writing prompts for, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're focused on. Maybe you, you think you do name um, your pain and then you Google. So what are some writing prompts for this particular pain? And then that helps you get started because I'm not a journaler. I don't, I have never really done that. And I see great value in that. I used to recommend it to my students, um, but just getting started. So sometimes that might be an idea for looking for prompts to get you started if you're not a person who journals often. Yeah, wow, that was powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Brooke comes up with these prompts that, and, and I'm trying to remember what, what was the prompt yesterday that she used? Um, remember a, or share a memory or remember a time when, oh, I don't have my book in front of me. When, um, I think it will, the one that was powerful to me is what are you willing to release today? Yes. What something you, like that? Yeah. So even journal, even journaling that, like, what are you willing to release today? What are you going to let go of and um, write about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I um, intentionally go to the journaling meetings because they're every other week on Wednesdays at noon, Eastern standard time. Uh, but I go because I'm not also like you, Sandy, I'm not a person to typically journal, but I've seen the value in it. Um, and when my kids were younger, I would keep a little notebook in the car and because you're always waiting in line. Well, I was always waiting in line to pick them up from places. And I am so purposeful. I had to do something with every minute. So I would write, and I loved looking back on 
you know, I would always date it so I could look back on where I was in my head on that date. And it's it's just really fascinating to go back and, and read those entries. But um, so engage with the following questions. This is also here. Um, and you can you can journal this up until now. How have you undermined your pain? Or if you leaned into it, what repeatable steps did you use to give yourself permission to heal? Up until now, how have you let your emotional pain get in the way of your healing and growing? Describe how letting go of this pain will help you achieve your boon. And um, on day 24, Gloria shares how she started helping her mom find these solar powers for their farm. And it was a way, so when you're stuck in, in all the grief of your child, you can't really focus on something productive or something that you really want to do, or you're, you're excited about. And, um, she was able to set that aside, her grief momentarily, to work on a project that was going to bring her joy, but also her mother joy. Um, and so I'm asking you, moms, like, what can you, what can you be in love with? What what project do you really want to embrace? You know, and you could journal about that. Embrace that will help you just release yourself from the pain of your child for a little while during the day. What, what does that look like? What was that for you, Sandy? What have you been doing recently? Or what do you do to help you release some of that pain during your day? Well, I love to sew and quilt, you know that. Um, and so putting on just Christian music or upbeat music, 70s disco music. I, I'm sure that no one would see me as a disco person, but I loved that kind of music. Oh and so it's just uplifting and it it allows me to create and it allows me to be around colors and textures and things I can touch and feel and move and um, just to create something. And then most of the things that I create, I give away as gifts. And so I find that by doing something for someone else brings me joy. Mm. And that's very helpful. Um, I have, I had one person that I gifted something to and, and she wasn't going to open it. And I said, Oh, would you please open it? Because I didn't really, I, I really wanted just the joy of seeing her excitement or, you know, whatever. Yes. So yeah. Yes. And so she opened it. In front she of did. You. And she, she was very, you know, enjoyed and liked it. And um, I don't know, it just, it's not about me, but it's about bringing joy to someone else. Yes. And we feel pleasure when we can experience the joy of seeing them open that. It's just like, you know, a kid on Christmas morning or on their birthday, when you get them that one gift they really want and they open it up and, and you just feel so good. Like, yeah. I made their day or um, this was just, yeah, we look for that joy. It's important to have that joy. I love that you do all that work. Moms who are listening, Sandy is always in her workroom or so not always, but she's in her workroom a lot. 
And um, it just is fun to see. It's fun to watch. I'm all, often asking her, show me what you're doing, because I'm inspired by her too. Last year, this time, she taught me how to make a quilted table runner. And I gifted that to one daughter. And then I made um, a Christmas just throw. Napkins, like weren't they? Oh. Well, yeah, I did napkins and then a Christmas throw. Um, and I had it quilted after the fact, and I gifted that to my other daughter. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great feeling. So moms find out what works for you and Hey, reach out to us and let us know what is that? And how do you assess your pain so you can move on and do something productive toward achieving a dream that you have any final words for, from you, Sandy, for the moms? I just want to give you permission to let that pain go because holding on to it isn't helping you and it's not helping your child. And so however that happens, whether it's through reading this book, through journaling, through talking to a support partner, to talking to a spouse, to finding a therapist, to going to your doctor, whatever it takes, work on releasing the pain because it just is not helpful. It doesn't it doesn't give you joy and it doesn't allow you to move forward. So I'm, my prayer is that you will find a way to release your pain um, so that you can live the life that God has planned for you. Gosh, that was wonderful. Great advice. Yes. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Well, the next day, I don't know if it's tomorrow, but day 17, open your eyes. I hope you'll tune in and be present with us as we um, pour into your life for healing. God bless.